Yeah. And welcome back to another episode of the podcast, Brotherly Love of Sports. You already know who it is, man. It's your host, Corey Levin, and you already know I'm here with, man, my co-host and my brother, Carl Lover Jr. How we doing today, man? What's going on, buddy, man? I feel like I ain't seen you in a while. It's, it's been oh, a while. Like, I feel like a lot of stuff has happened that we ain't talked about. Yeah, it's so. been a while, so, you know, we got, we got some catching up to do. Obviously, you know, last time we talked, I believe we made our finals predictions, so we didn't really get, get to... Have any analysis in between? In had between, the final started yet? Before? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, no it, it had not. not. So it we, we not. didn't talk at all during yeah. the series. Okay, uh, really, not much to talk about. But, <laughs> but with that being said, obviously, you know, we got to dive into the finals here. We got to talk about it. Obviously, you know, the the Nuggets winning in, in a convincing fashion in, in five games over the Miami Heat to capture their first NBA title in history. So. uh and I believe I picked Nuggets in six. Did you pick Nuggets in six or was Nuggets it six? Nuggets in six. Okay, so we both picked Nuggets in six. They got it done in five. So, and in a very in a very convincing fashion. So, I just want to get your thoughts here. Like I said, you know, we didn't really talk about anything, you know, in in the in between the finals. So, just give give me your overview and your and your thoughts on on this series. Well. The Denver was clearly the better team, and I think that Miami reverted back to the mean in terms of more so what they were throughout the duration of the regular season. In eight seed, yeah, yeah, more so what they had been throughout you know these playoffs thus far. Uh, look, listen, Denver, uh, you know they 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 play great. You know, give them credit. Um, you know, from from start to finish of this entire playoff, they they pretty much won each series pr- pretty convincingly. You know, the Lakers series are very competitive, but, I mean, at the end of the day, it goes down as a sweep. And, you know, I think the the biggest thing, and I think we talked about this, you know, when we was giving our predictions, you know, we said that, you know, it was going to come down to the role players. And Denver's role players vastly outplayed Miami's role players. They were far more consistent. And their stars outplayed their stars. You know, Jamal Murray was, was, was phenomenal, you know, throughout the duration of this series. And Jokic was Yoke. And, you, you know, I'm going to, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this now. And, I, you know, I feel like I've been, you know, driving this home to you for the past three years. But I'm from, I'm from five. Hopefully, this is going to be the last time I have to drive this in your head. Nikola Jokic is the best big man in basketball. You want to know why? Because he's the best player in basketball. Not by a long shot. I'm going to get into that a little bit later. But as of right now, he resides today as we talk. Nikola Jokic is the best player in basketball. And he just capped it off with arguably the best postseason run we've ever seen. Arguably, can't now, be disputed. You know, you well, know maybe not. We're, we're we're I mean, you you can there. There's a number. Right. I mean, I go back to you know I think about Dirk in uh, 2011. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously D Wade in 06. There's mm-hmm. a number, but this right. one, I mean, when a guy leads a duration of a postseason in points, rebounds, and assists throughout the duration of a postseason, and then caps it off winning the championship and winning the Finals MVP, I don't see how that doesn't rank at the top of the list, but. Like I said, case of point comes down to this. Denver was, was the far better superior team, and, it, and Miami kind of reverted back more so to the mean than to what they were throughout the duration of the season, which was an A seed. And Denver's ro- – and, you know, Jokic was unbelievable. And Denver got contribution from a lot of players throughout this series. I mean, you know, you talk about Aaron Gordon, you know, ha- uh, having a big game. What was that, game four? Uh, when he when he I think he had twenty five and eleven, uh, Jamal Murray, you know him and Yoke in Game Three, I believe it was the first players to ever have thirty point triple doubles, you know, and not not just the finals but the history of the postseason, which was shocking. So Denver was just a better team, and you know they played with. It, it seemed like they 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 were they were set out to have they had something to prove throughout this whole postseason, and you know I kind of talked about it last time we were on a little bit. You know, I, I'm not. I'm not. I don't really like Michael Malone. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm not, not a huge fan. Not, of not to say I think he's a bad coach, but you know, the, the the bravado that and that he brings each and after play. I mean, it's like you know, act like you've been here. Man. Yeah, it's it's like he's 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 delivering. He's he's hunting sound bites after every game. I mean, he's he's out there ripping his team in game two of NBA Finals game, a game which they lost on the final shot, questioning their will and if they deserve to be here or not. Look, all that's unnecessary, but. Maybe that's what he has to do to get the best out of his team. I don't know. I'm just not a fan of it. But Denver was obviously the better team in this series. And, you know, uh, Miami, their deficiencies really showed in this series. And 
I think the biggest thing that it came down to, and you know, I, I just want to say this because I took a lot. Of, people act like two things can't be true. I, I, I posted something on social media. I said, um, you know, Denver's obviously the better team, and that's the reason why. That's the reason why they're going to win this series. And the, the one of the real reasons is the biggest reason is Denver has a, a unquestioned elite superstar, and Miami doesn't. Listen, two things can be true, guys. Jimmy Butler is a is a great postseason performer. That's true. We can't argue that. History would tell us that he is. Mm-hmm. But history also tells me that he is not a superstar. I'm sorry. And he was awful in these finals. Come on, guys. We, we, we can't have it both ways now. We can't sit up here and, and praise him, you know, and, and try and, and, you know, ask where he ranks among all these other all-time great players and not, you know, give and, – and, and, you know, when he doesn't show up and play bad the way that he did in his finals – we just kind of skirted underneath the rug. We can't do that, you know. And a lot of people saying, "Well, Denver was obviously the better team," but we can't use that as an excuse. Was was Milwaukee clearly the better team going into that first round series? But nobody. I mean, but we we praised him. We elevated Jimmy Butler's game. We elevated him. Expectations rise as you go along. Exactly. So, so two things can be true. Jimmy Butler has has been a great postseason performer. But he he does when you when you start looking at you know him compared to some of those other to, uh, other great players that have performed well in the postseason he just doesn't hold up to me and you know it, and it's not a knock that's just simply the reality I mean history would tell me that he is not a superstar so basically that's what it came down to me Denver was just a better team Nikola Jokic is is since we are as we heard that he sits on the throne he's on the mantle as the best player in the NBA after an historically great playoff run. And uh, congratulations to Denver. They got it done. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with you. This simply just came down to who uh, who was the better team, which ultimately proved to be Denver. We knew that going in, into the series. And, you know, we often talk about, you know, in football, in the playoffs, you know, it's, it's one game, it's one to go home. But if a team beats you four times, there's no, there's no arguing that mm-hmm. that's the better team. They beat you four times out, out, out of – out of in a seven game series, they beat you four times. So Denver ultimately proved to be the better team. We knew that Jokic would be Yoke. And all and we talked about this kind of all all postseason long. You know, you can you can kind of withstand. And in game two, they kind of did that. They kind of made Jokic more so a score. He had forty points and I believe four assists. Mm-hmm. And they were able to limit um those those guys from from doing what they did for the rest of the series. So ultimately, like, you know, we talked about, you can withstand a 40 point game from, from, from Jokic. It's when, you know, the Jamal Murray's and the, the Aaron Gordon's when Aaron Gordon's gives you 25, 28 or whatever he had, man, it is because you know, Jokic is going to be yoke. Right. Yoke is going to give you what he's going to give you. You can put him in for, 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 for 25, 30, 30 a night. And, and ten and, and eleven boards, so and I and I believe one game I can't believe I I can't remember if it was game three where I think him and uh, Jokic and Murray both had a thirty point triple double three. So I mean I believe they're the first pair of teammates to do they that are. ever. So w- when you look at that, I mean ultimately it just comes down to Denver was the better team, and this was it just it wasn't close. And like you said, the Heat just kind of reverted back to who who they really were. Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of like a Cinderella story. Um, kind of had a March Madness feel, but I mean, I believe we all knew going into the into this series that Denver was the better team, and like I said, they ultimately proved that. And to touch on your point about Jimmy Butler, mm-hmm. you know, I and like you said, this is not to knock Jimmy Butler or to diminish him at at all. But you know, I had guys telling me that oh, he should be applauded for. Even getting the team this far, you know, it's an eight seed, this and that. And, and all that may be true, but like I alluded to, expectations rise. When you when you beat the number one seed, the Bucks. Right. All that, all that eight seed stuff goes out the window. All, all that, that goes out the window. After this is that, the playoffs. We don't bring up the seed no more because you just overachieved as an eight seed. Absolutely. So that goes out the window after that. And even if, let's just say, listen. I believe even if Jimmy Butler plays out of his mind in this series, I believe they still lose. Possibly, but that still doesn't excuse Jimmy for not playing well. And that's what I'm getting at. 
even if Jimmy Butler play, plays out of his mind in this series, I think they they still probably lose in, in six or seven. But my thing is, if anybody should have showed up, it should have been Jimmy Butler. And and don't get me wrong, I mean, he didn't get much help from from his role players, like you alluded to. No. The role players were, were were outplayed. I mean, the I mean, Bam averaged twenty one, and Jimmy averaged twenty one. But after that, your next leading scorer averaged eleven points. Uh, Gabe Vincent. And then Duncan Robinson and Caleb Martin, he they were no shows. I mean, Kyle Lowry, how much do you really expect out of him in his o- older age? So I mean, granted, the role players didn't do him any favors, but if anybody should should be coming up big, it should be Jimmy. Mm-hmm. We've been he's been he's been the leader this whole time. Yeah, he's gotten all this credit, and rightfully so. If you get the credit, you get the blame. Absolutely. So I told I wholeheartedly agree with you on that. Jimmy Butler is not is not beyond reproach here. He definitely has to wear a lot of uh, some of this blame. But like I said, even even if he did play play out of his mind, I think they still lose. But at least you go down swinging. You know, you put up a fight. Mm-hmm. But like I said, congratulations to the Nuggets. Like like you alluded to, I just think they just they just proved to be the better team, and and they you know shout out to them. They were they were doubted. Nobody really, nobody really picked them all year long. Even though they were consistently winning yeah. and consistently winning, and, and they were the num- they pretty much held the number one seed the whole the whole year. And no, nobody really picked them. Nobody picked them. So kudos to them, and congratulations for for bringing the title to Denver, and much success to them, man. Like I said, Yoke was just incredible through this playoff run. There's no denying that he is the best player in the NBA at this point. I don't think you can deny that. Come on, Claw. You know, hey, I give credit where credit is due, man. I can't, I can't sit up here and say, say that he, he. I mean, he, he, he got the title. He has the title right now. So, like I said, man, congrats, big, big congratulations to them and uh, much success to him. Yeah, I mean, and you know, kind of. I don't want to feel like I'm piling on, but you know, just kind of add on again about Jimmy. See, J- Jimmy is at that. He, he, he's he's at that place. He's like, not a super. He's not an elite superstar. He's not an elite superstar, but you know, but he performs like he masquerades around as one. Like he's at, he he's at that he's at that place like where he's like he's kind of an underdog that can that can dress up in with a superstar disguise on. So his he's an underdog and he's really not you know viewed upon as a superstar. So when he plays well, you know it's you know it's elevated and he gets praised to the high play and deservingly so. But he's not so he's not so so much a superstar at the level that when he doesn't perform well, he can also escape criticism. And that I mean I don't think because if the if the discussion that we were having in these postseason and at times were is Jimmy Butler the best postseason performer in the, in in the game or where does he rank among others? Then we, he has to go about he has to go about the same metric. He has Absolutely. to go about the same criticism. Absolutely. So I'm not like I said. It's not a knock on Jimmy. I'm just saying that the biggest discrepancy in to me in this series was obviously my Denver was the better team, but Denver has an unquestioned, undoubtable superstar, and Miami doesn't. And that's that's not a knock on Jimmy. Jimmy is a great I, J, Jimmy is a great player, man. He has performed in big games. You know, on countless occasions, so we can't say what he's doing is a fluke. That's not what I'm trying to. That's not what I'm trying to pressure. That's not the the what I'm trying to say. But you know, it, it's still fair to you know let him hold the bag for this because we praise him to the high heavens. You know, when he when he upset Giannis in the number one seed and he pretty much carried them past past Giannis. You know, we were elevating him. Right. So I don't want to hear now that oh they were they were an eighth seed. So and you know. They didn't stand a chance of winning. I, I mean, I didn't hear not one soul pick them against in, in round one against my. I mean, uh, Milwaukee. So, like you said, I totally agree. The the AFC stuff goes out the window after you after you be, after you knock off the number one seed. It does absolutely. But as far as Yoke is just concerned, yeah, you absolutely right. I mean, l- l- listen, th- th- this guy. I just don't know how he does it, man. I watch him, man. He, yeah, man. He's he's he's, 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 he's kind of like Luca. He's Luca is uh, Luca's not very athletic, and sometimes when I'm watching Luca, I'm wondering, man, how is he doing this? He's, Luca's very slow and very very methodical with 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 his. But I think the thing about those two guys, 
Um, maybe Europe being European has something to do with it. They're very crafty around the rim. It's basketball rim. genius. They're very crafty yes. around the rim. And man, I look at Jokic. I said, man, I don't know how how he's doing this without you know that that the athletic ability that a lot of these guys have. Absolutely. But, you know, he's just man. His footwork is incredible. And man, I just gotta I gotta it's give just it up the to IQ him. and the basketball genius that he plays with. You know, he, he's gonna he, he's gonna be he's gonna put himself in the position to you know. Obviously, he, he's gonna he, he's got a chance to go down as one of the greatest of all time. Obviously, you know he he he's one of those guys who, with the numbers that he's gonna continue to put up, he's gonna be in the MVP discussion. Uh, you know, for numbers of years, if Denver, no, I mean Denver's got you know with that that the new the core that they have, you know, with with him, Murray, and Michael Porter Jr. who didn't who didn't play well a lot of times in the in, well in the finals, he had a pretty good postseason, but in the finals didn't look great, but. With the, with the, with that talent around him, Denver's going to be in prime position to continue to compete. So, who knows where Jokic is at? But I mean, maybe. And I, I and I, I'm not I'm not going getting into like the whole Michael Malone spill, like feeling like he was being disrespected. Because I told you, I mean, when somebody wins back to back MVPs, I mean that that's the that's the utmost show of respect. But it always seemed like somebody was looking for a reason to question what we were seeing, and, and instead of just you know lauding and appreciating what we're seeing. And, I mean, listen. You know how I feel about the guy. I've been, I've, I've been, you know, I've, I've been singing his praises for years, and you know, he deserves the crown right now. I give him a slight edge over Giannis because we can't, we can't still forget what Giannis has been. Absolutely. But yeah, it, it was great to see, and you know, I think he he came into this postseason because we we both said the biggest person with the biggest that had the most to gain and most to lose in this postseason was Nikola Jokic. I think he was the one superstar that came in with the most pressure in this postseason. Mm-hmm. Because he really did have to do really what Giannis had to do. He had to validate those MVPs, and he did it, man. It was it was it was something special to see. Absolutely. And now, I and I don't know if you have Miami Heat on shake it or take it. If you do, you can stop me. Uh, nah, I don't think so. Okay, no, I don't have Miami. Okay, because I I want to talk about them a little bit because now you know, obviously, like we talked about, they we they've overachieved and and they were able to get to the finals. Now there's been some rumblings here that they're that there's um reportedly gonna go after somebody like Dame this offseason or even a Bradley Bill this offseason. Mm-hmm. So what what do you think the Miami Heat has to do? Would would that be smart of them to to maximize their chances, uh to maximize this window that they have to to bring in another another star alongside Jimmy Butler? Because to me, I think it was proven Jimmy Butler can't be your number one. No, 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 on, no, on no, absolutely team. not. Like I, again, again, like I said, no knock on Jimmy. No, nah, it's no knock. It's so, what truth. do you think should should they exercise all options to bring in a, a Dame or a Bradley Bill? Or well, what do you think? Th- that's the question that you have to ask yourself if you Pat Riley and you're exposed. Do we go all for it now? We we have to ask our question: Who are who, what, what do we view ourselves as? Who we think we are? Are we more the te- the team that we play like in the postseason? Are we more the team that we that we saw throughout the duration right. of the regular season? So if they believe that they're more the team that that you know that went on this postseason run, then yes, I think they have to go out now. I think they have to go and get a new another uh, another star to go alongside Jimmy. Maybe not a superstar. Maybe not Dame. Maybe maybe it's a you know maybe C.J. McCollum becomes available. Maybe uh, Zach Levine. I love Bradley Beal in Miami. You know because I, I don't think you know Dame would be great. But what are you giving up? That's my question. I think it'd be easy to swing a deal for Bill, and 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 the thing about it is, Bill may be more realistic because Bill is the only player in the league with a no trade clause, so he can probably kind of navigate himself into Miami if that's where he wants to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, there may be other teams out there that's beaten they'd be willing to give more for Bradley Bill, but if he says I will only go to Miami and Miami only, Washington will be handcuffed. They won't have a choice but to work out a deal with Miami. So I think that would be great. Look, yeah, look. Miami's a poor offensive team. They need more firepower. That was the biggest glaring discrepancy I've seen in Absolutely. that finals. You know, and, and you and you look at the games when they was close in, the game that they won, you said in game two uh, that they were able to win. It wasn't so much because Miami was, you know, doing anything differently. It's just that, you know, Denver shooters went cold, you know. And, you know, game game five was a close game, but Denver, Denver again was just missing shots. I mean, it wasn't anything that Miami was doing – that Miami had no answer for uh, for uh, for Denver on defense, and you have to be able to exploit, you know, Jokic on the defensive end. You have to have somebody to make him work. And I don't think, you know, 
going into a postseason next year when Jimmy is your number two and Bam, I mean, Jimmy is your number one and Bam is your number two, I don't think, despite of what you may have done this postseason, I don't think that's something that's, that will get you over the hump. Because Boston's going to be, I mean, because these other teams are going to try and get better. You best believe that Milwaukee, I heard that they may be uh, interested in Bill as well. Mm-hmm. You know Boston is going to try and revamp their roster. So, yeah, you have to do something. So, yeah, but I think, you know, yeah, so you have to do something to – because I think, like I said, I think it's obvious that Jimmy can cannot be the number one option on the championship team, let alone your number one option on our uh, uh, offense. Now, would Tyler Hero being back healthy next year, would that help some? Absolutely. But I still think, you know, you still have to go out and, you know, get another piece, a consistent offensive piece that you can rely on to go alongside Jimmy and Bam if you're really if you're going to compete next year with some of those teams in the East. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. I think if you're in the Miami Heat, you definitely have to um, probably exercise all options and, and, and just weigh all options to possibly get somebody in here to possibly Who do go, you like for go along. I yeah. like Dame. You like, I like yeah. Dame for a lot of teams, yeah. man. You know, I think he's he's. I know he he's come out and, and talked a lot about you know not switching up, not changing up, and all this. But you know, I really I would really love to see Dame have a legit chance for 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 a ring and a, but and a, Dame and a title. Want that, though. I think yeah, that's and a, and a, that, that's a good question, but that remains to be seen. But if they can get a Jimmy Buck, I mean, not excuse me, a Bradley Bill in in there, I think that that will answer a lot of their questions. Mm-hmm. Cause like you said, they were pretty much deprived on, on offense a lot in this series, uh, in the, in these playoffs. Yeah. Jimmy Butler was, he was sporadic with, with his offense. Cause he's normally not like, he's not a guy that I would say, Jimmy, go get me a bucket. Like he scores mm-hmm. in spurts. Like we've seen it. Like a lot, he, a, a lot he has flurries. Yeah. A lot of, yeah. a lot, a lot of times in this playoff, you've seen, he, he would have bad, like he has a quarter, lot of bad stretches. Right, through three yeah. quarters, he be, he be ter- absolutely terrible. In the fourth quarter, he mm-hmm. just take off. So I think if you had somebody to you know minimize his not necessarily minimize his role, but take some of the load off of him, scoring wise, I then I think they'll be fine. But I think you have to exhaust all options to 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 get somebody else in here. So yeah, that's what I think the Miami Heat should do. Mm-hmm. So now moving on, speaking of. Um, you know a lot of trade rumors. There's been a lot of trade rumors and and speculation over Zion Williamson Williamson mm-hmm. lately. I don't know if you heard about a, a lot of you know um, New Orleans apparently um, reportedly shopping him and you know hearing offers here and there. And you know lately Zion's name has been in 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 the media for a lot of the wrong reasons. But um, you know I think. And there's kind of been some things within the locker room, too, that have been upsetting some of the players. You know, him out there dunking in warm-ups before the game and, and opting not to play. And Okay, now this stuff I haven't heard. Yeah, well, you know, mm-hmm. I believe it was doing a, doing a play-in. Okay. You know, he was out in warm-ups, you know, doing 360s and stuff. But, you know, I think the Pelicans actually cleared him, but he didn't. He chose not to yeah, play. Yeah, he chose not to play. So right. I believe there was some some frustration within that locker room that was being reported. So now these rumors are coming out that, you know, the Pelicans might be willing to, to shop Zion or maybe willing to move him or, you know, work out a deal with somebody else. Because honestly, I I me personally, I don't think Zion wants to be in New Orleans. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think the market is good for him. I think he wants to be in a bigger market. Because I just feel that New Orleans is not, I don't want to say it's not the place for him, but I don't think he can really flourish in, in a New Orleans. So with that being said, what are your thoughts? Do you think the 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 Pelicans front office should possibly, you know, even hear offers or should they even be shopping them? Or do you think that they should trade them? Because, you know, we, 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 we've had our issues with Zion yeah. about, you know, about the injury. Yeah. Can, he stay on, right. can he stay on the court? And But when he's on the court, he's amazing. But he's just he's just not been on the court. So what, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think they should shop him or what do you think? Well, I think you definitely, you don't shut your phone off. Absolutely not. I mean, because like you just said, I mean, uh, Zion coming into this league, and I'm and me and you used to talk all the time about you know uh, going into that draft, and we we used to have discussions going back and forth all the time. Who would you like, Zion or Ja? 
And well, right now neither one of them you know look <laughs> like bro. But uh, obviously, I was like, listen, you 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 can't you can't go to sleep at night knowing that you passed on Zion. You have to take him number one. Right. And you know, it was never about it was never about the talent with Zion. It was never the question. The question that I have is what's manifesting right before our eyes right now. The main the main reservation that you had when you drafted him is what's is what is what's taking place up to this point. Absolutely. So you have to you have to I mean you can't just completely you know shut this down and you know dismiss the option. Yeah, I would listen absolutely if I was New Orleans. But this is the thing: if I'm New Orleans, I'm trading Zion. If, if I'm going to even consider moving Zion, I'm going to move Zion for a player that can help me win. Now, I'm not moving Zion for uh, for spare parts and pick, and draft picks going forward. No, absolutely forward. not. And I don't. I, I just don't see a deal like that being out there being available. I mean, uh, I know they said Portland was one of the teams that would be, you know. Uh, a, a suitor for uh, um, for Zion, and uh, I think that would be you know more so. To, I think that would appease Dame to get another superstar that they've been trying to do because I I don't think I I think they want to move off that pick. I don't think they want to bring in another guy because uh, Dame has been very vocal that that's not something he wants to do is be a part of another rebuild. And if I say if you don't do that, and I, I say you know of course trade and get the hell out of there, but obviously he doesn't <laughs> want to do that. Um, but yeah. Uh, up to this point, Zion has not, regardless if it's due to injury or what, so far it is not going the way you planned it to be. And like you said, you got a guy who, for whatever reason, you can't get the best out of him. From, you can't get you can't get the best out of him if he's in street clothes. I mean, you 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 seen that for 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 eight years prior with with your other superstar that you had. Now that's the th- and that's another point. You're not going to command the haul that you got for Anthony Davis trade. You're not going to get that with Zion. Oh, absolutely not. So, like I said, the only way you consider moving him is if you get back if you if you, if you get back immediately a pieces that can immediately help you win now. You don't want to go through another rebuild of your New Orleans because I don't think you would be able to get the Eskimo pieces that would that would inhibit you to get a, into a rebound of your New Orleans. So, yeah, I, I would consider it. I mean, if I get a deal out there that blows me away. You know, if I if Golden State picks up the phone and they offer me Jordan Poole and Klay Thompson for for Zion, would I consider doing that? Absolutely. Would you? I would. Huh. I don't. I think I'm hanging up the phone on that one. So, so you don't think Jordan Poole, Klay, Kaminga, and maybe a draft? You don't think that gets the deal done for Zion? Nah. Because I mean, because, I, I would have the same concerns that I have with Zion with Klay because I don't know if he if he's still healthy. I don't know if he if he will ever be the same as he is. And Jordan Poole, I mean, he stunk it up this year. I, I mean, I think not well, a say, lot of that to do with Jordan Poole. There, okay, there was a lot okay, of stuff going. Get, so we we, we got to be fair. To, I mean, uh, okay, I mean, Jordan I Poole was bad. But come on, we we got. But here's be. the thing. I think not to say that Jordan Poole is not a good player. I think he's a good player. But I I do think the Warriors paid him a little prematurely. I oh think, yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think that contract was a was was given a little too early. He got his money. Well, they, you they did that with a number of guys, right? They doled out a lot of money to the guys. Andrew Wiggins is another one who I think that they they regret, yeah. which is probably why Bob Myers got the hell out of there. I mean, he 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 seen that this thing was going, it was going in the direction that you know it was going to take you know God's work to correct some of the stuff that they got going on. Golden State, Golden State has a lot of work to do this offseason. Good luck, Mike Dunleavy Jr. But I don't. Yeah, I would can I, I would. I'm not saying that I would do that, but that's the type of deal that I would consider if I'm going to move Zion. I want pieces that's going to help me win now. So you don't think that Jordan Poole and Klay Thompson could help, you know? I mean, because like I said, if Zion's in street clothes, he's no use to me. So you don't think Jordan Poole and, you know, Klay, well, you got who's CJ, not what he's You already a, got CJ McCollum, so what are you going to do with him? Then you're very top-heavy because then you got guys who need who need the ball. Jordan Poole, CJ, B.I. Well, Jordan Poole will probably come off the bench. Not and Clay, you don't have to. And Clay isn't ball demand. You don't have to run plays for Clay at all. But not, not, not. We don't have to waste time on that because that's probably not going to happen. That's just the type of deal that I think, right? You know, we're, we're probably we're, 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 would start me to even begin having a conversation for Zion because yeah. I still believe in the guy. Because like you just alluded to, when this guy does play and he's on the court, he is as dominant as any player that we've ever seen while he's playing. I mean, the guy shoots. You know, I think he was shooting like what sixty four percent from the field this year when he was on the court. I mean, so yeah, but I would definitely give it some consideration. Yes, if that's what you're asking me, I would too. And like you said, 
only because of the reason of the availability, man. It just it just scares me, man. It just don't. It, I just don't know if he's gonna be able to hold up in this league. Yeah, I really don't, and I think that that's a valid concern at this point in his career. I mean, the guy has missed almost how, how many seasons? He's missed almost three seasons. He's going to his fifth season, isn't he? Which yeah, be, yeah. And he's and he's missed way more games than he's played. He's he's missed more games than he's played. Yes, way more. He's games, mixed yes. over sixty percent of his games yes, thus far. Absolutely. And to me, that that's a huge concern, man. So, I mean, and I and I agree with you. I would I would definitely do a deal that that puts me in the best position to win. I'm not just hearing anything, but man, I think you I think you would have to. If somebody gives you a call about yeah, it, man, and I it's mean, reported, I, and it's reported that that they're not even receiving calls at this moment on Zion, but I just don't. I mean, I think you at well, least that have, may also be uh, that may also be part. Of the reason for that also may be big part of reservations on other teams because like who would want it, who, who like what would you give like what would you give up for Zion if you if if you if your other organizations calling into question about Zion, what are you willing to part with at this point? It's kind of a tricky. It's kind of a tricky situation on both sides. Well, I wouldn't if give up my best player for sure. Well, then, or, and then there's a question: if I would give up my second option, because when you look well, at then it, if you, then if that's the case, then New Orleans, then New Orleans doesn't do that deal. Because, right. like I said, I'm not giving up Zion unless I'm getting pieces that's going to help me win now. And it so, depends on on who he's going to and and the fit. And it, it, it's really tricky, man. Yeah, but it's a tricky ordeal. So I don't know, man. But to me, the health. It's, it's scary as hell. It's it's, it's 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 concerning to me, man, and and it's been a concern since he's been in this league, man. And like I said, man, he he's a joy to watch play when when he's on the court, man. Because when he first when he first came in this league, man, he he was taking the league by storm, man. I and to be honest with you, I'm not gonna say I doubted Zion, but even though even at Duke, I can't say that I seen this. Like what he like what he is when he's on the court, yeah. I can't say that I seen I that. Did. Like I can't say that I seen what what I thought his game needed a lot of work. I thought he needed. I thought he needed his game needed to be a lot more polished. But he came in the league and, and took it by storm, man. But it's just he's not available. Yeah, well, you you have to be careful sometimes when you when you see these when we evaluate these these players at these colleges because you know a lot of times they get I mean because like you know you look at you look at you know. Guys like Devin Booker, SGA, Jamal Murray. I mean, they they were okay when they were at Kentucky, but you know they didn't flash out of the pan like we like we see them doing now. So I think I think when you evaluate, you know, when you was looking at Zion, you in college coming into the NBA, you have to ask yourself two questions: Can he remain? Can he can he be durable? Which he has improved that up to this point. And will he put? Will he? Will he? Will it? Will it? Will the fire burn in him to get his get that corrected? And will he do his best in terms of taking care of his body and you know making sure that he can stay on the court? I'm not so sure he's been doing that to the best of his abilities either. Right. So that's also a reservation. So I don't know. It's a tricky. It's it's a tricky situation on both sides. Whether whether you're the Pelicans and you decide if you you do want to consider moving Zion, also if you're an organization that's making decision that you want to go out and make. And make a play to, to acquire Zion. It's a lot of questions that you have to ask yourself on both sides. Absolutely. Yeah, but to sum it all up, I would definitely be hearing offers from Zion. For sure. I don't think I don't I don't see how you can I don't see how you can turn your phone off. I, th- I mean, at this point now, because it's, it's been a disappointment. Whether it's been due to health, it's been a disappointment from Zion so far in his career. You agree? I agree. Okay. I agree. Uh, real quick. Uh, you got anything else on Zion? No. Uh. I do got to take it a shake it. We're going to get it in a bit, but I do. I, we got to talk about this because uh, I did just bring up Ja today. Uh, came out that punishment was dealt. Going to miss the first 25 games of the season, so that will put him on schedule to come back sometime in around December. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been a lot of discussion out right now, What you know, going back and forth on what's the what's the punishment just? Was it, was it excessive? Was it not enough games? Was it enough games? You know, I just want to get your opinion on on it first. What do you think? Did you think that the punishment was reasonable? Did you think it was just? And what do you expect from this point forward with Ja? What do you want to see from Ja going forward? Well, I I think it was reasonable. I think it was fair. Mm-hmm. I think it was just. I do. But to be honest with you, I thought it would be more. Did you? I I thought it would be more. I thought it would be around probably like 35, 40 games. Really? Probably like half of the hmm. season. I did because I thought 
not to say that Adam Silver would do this, but because you also have to take in because when you in a in a judicial system in in, in the uh, in the court of law, priors matter, right? Because you got to take into account a prior history, and so I just thought looking at this, Adam Adam Silver, Adam Silver would have. I thought he was going to come down harder. Now I would, if he would have came down harder, he would have had no argument for me. Because if you look, if you looked at what, because Adam Silver was at the finals and you know doing a press conference and interviews, and you could see how disappointed he looked. He looked hurt. He looked like Ja had 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 just looked him in his face and lied to him, man. Mm-hmm. Like he just looked like Ja pulled a fast one on him. So I thought that. I, like I said, I was I wasn't shocked, but I thought I just thought it would be around forty games. But I do think twenty five games was was fair. I think it was reasonable. Now, to Jai, if this suspension, if he will, if he will learn from it, I I can't say definitively that he will. I can say that I hope he will. I can pray for him. And pray that and and you know pray and hope that he gets the the help he needs, whatever it may be, whatever issues he's dealing with. I just pray that he turns it around because he's a phenomenal basketball player, and I think all in all, I think he's a he's, he's a he's a nice he's a nice young man, and I just think from he, what we be able to see, yeah, and mm-hmm. I just think he's got people around him that's causing him to make bad decisions, Absolutely. and not not, and I'm not blaming those people at all. Because at the end of the day, you are the decision maker. Yeah, right. You're on your own. But person. still, they said birds of a feather flock together. So, with that being said, what I expect from Ja is him to take some time, take these 25 games, and reflect. And just think about everything that you're putting into jeopardy at this point. Mm-hmm. Your shoe deal, the deal with power rate. Your career, your career. You 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 missed out on on all NBA because of because of this, and you're probably gonna miss it again because you're gonna miss a, a, a an amount of 25 games. And I believe now that they're in, um embrace in enforcing this rule that you have to play at least 60 games to be eligible for all NBA teams and in the awards. So now he's probably gonna miss out on that for another year. It's gonna cost him some more money. Exactly. So, so you know, with him being eligible to um get the supermax, if he would have been able to make one of those NBA teams. So I just think you should sit back and reflect and, and and just you know not take take life for granted, man. Because a lot of times we we take it for granted and we we you know we get these lavish things and and we take it for granted and and not knowing that it can all be gone at you know at a at a, at a snap at a twing, at a at a twinkling of an eye, man. It can all be gone just like that. So I expect him you know to come back better from this. I expect him to build on this and and learn from this. You know, you know you make mistakes in this life, man. And you learn from them. You learn from them. So I'm expecting Ja to come back better for this from this man, and I and I hope he does. I like I said, I hope and pray that he he will learn from this and come back better, and and just just turn over the leaf, man. And and hopefully we don't have to talk about him in this light again. You know, I want to be talking about you know the 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 highlight reel that he puts on every every night. You know the 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 spectacular dunks he does he does every night. I want to be talking about him in, in that light. You know, I want to talk about Ja being able to win a championship someday. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about Ja in this light anymore, man. So I just hope that that he can he can get it together. And I like I said, I hope he he just takes this time and, and just reflects on it and and just just comes back better from this, man. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I was. As far as the suspension goes, I was pretty. It's pretty in line to what I, I expected. I said anywhere between you know twenty five to thirty games. So that was right along where, where I was. Uh, right, right along what I what I predicted. Um, you know, I just I think that the commissioner, you know, he really looked. He really they they really had to take everything into account here, uh, because when you look at the first, I mean, you, you just said priors matter. I think I think that you know it was. I think he did take it into and, and operate on that uh, thought because you look at the first incident, you know, when he first flashed a gun, you know, he was in the strip club, wherever in, in, in Colorado, the NBA essentially did nothing. You know, that was, you no know, the Grizzlies, you know, went on and suspended him indefinitely. And, you know, 
I, I don't think I don't think the NBA took any action in that. You know, they may have did a little investigation on how he got the gun there in Colorado, but I don't think I don't remember uh, you know, the NBA uh delivering a fine or anything, do you? I mean I think I think that that was all handled internally by the Grizzlies. So um so but yeah, in terms of Ja, he just needs to take this time and, you know, like you said, reflect on everything that he everything that's transpired up to this point, make the decisions on, you know, how can he, you know, not put himself in these type of situations again, you know, look take a look at, you know, who he's who he's surrounding himself with, are those the right people that he wants to be to that he wants to share, you know, his life and, you know, all you know, all the the things that come along with that or those the right people around him. Because essentially what what, what I don't what I I don't want to hear any more statements. I don't want to hear it, it, it's time out for all that. All the statements on, you know, I gotta take responsibility, I gotta do this and that. No. For for Ja going forward, his actions are gonna be or are gonna be everything going forward. And you know what I don't like to see is, you know, people coming up trying to, you know, to defend Jai in in a sense that, or you know, trying to kind of victimize him in a certain point, like the story we hear about, the, you know, the gun being a toy gun, it, it, all that 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 doesn't matter. You know, nobody nobody put John Moran in this situation, but John Moran. It's it's that simple. Because, like I said, the NBA essentially after the first after the after the first thing took place, they essentially gave him a slap on the wrist, and it was Ja that you know went into the commissioner's office and sold him a bill of goods. It was Ja that came out and said that he needs help with an issue and that, you know, he's checking himself into uh, some type of facility. All that came from Ja. And then not even li- not even a full month later, we're right back in this situation we're on now. So words account for nothing at this point. You know, Ja going forward is going to have to prove that he's worthy of of these of these second chances that he's being given. And, you know, the only person that the only person that can change that is him. And we're going to we're going to see. We're going to see. Absolutely. Now you got shake it or take it that you want to get to. So I do. let's let's get to that. I do. I'm um, kind of excited for this. Yeah, I don't got much. I got a couple here. First one is going to be, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if you heard the reports, but you know, Chris Paul's future is in question with the Suns going mm-hmm. forward. Yeah, and there's been lots of questioning going on on would the Lakers be, you know, an option for him. And uh, shake it or take it to you, the Lakers would be a good fit for Chris Paul. I shake it. You shake on it? I shake it. Yeah. And I kind of do too. But here's the but thing. my reason it might be different than yours. My reason is because I think Chris Paul, because I just don't think it, I just don't think LeBron and Chris Paul work together. No, like, because I feel like LeBron is better when, when he is the one initiating the offense. True. And if you bring in Chris Paul, then you kind of. You kind of cancel each other out, and, I, and Chris Paul is not in in his with his old with his with his older age now. He's not that point guard anymore that can that really can score like he like he once was. So I just feel like if you bring in Chris Paul, you kind of cancel him and LeBron out in a sense. I I I I, I can I, I could somewhat agree with that, but you know, in fairness to kind of combat that, what I would combat that with is that LeBron for the first time in his career, really embraced the role of playing off the ball this year, more so than he ever did. I mean, there was a lot of times you saw, especially, you know, more so after the trade deadline when they acquired all the new pieces. You saw a lot of times Austin Reeves would be the ones initiating the offense. Sometimes it was D'Lo. Lonnie Walker would come in, Dennis Struder. So I don't think that would be the main reason why, because it's not, not, not because I don't think him and Chris Paul can't coexist together on the floor, because I think they would be able to. I mean – my entire reservation is, is you know why. Can't stay healthy. The guy, get, the guy hurts himself brushing his teeth. I and mean, I, And I, your top two players are already in that. And, right. And yeah. we already dealing with that with another player that we're right. going to finally depend on. And LeBron has been, you know, injury prone for the past two years. So what – and the biggest issue with Chris Paul's injuries is they happen at the, most, the worst opportune times in the postseason. Absolutely. So when he goes down in the postseason, you essentially have to – Changed the way you've been playing all season long in your biggest games. Yep. So yeah, I, I I would. I mean, I not to say that I would be completely against it, but I just think there would be other uh, other things that I would you know pursue first if I'm the Lakers outside of Chris Paul. And with Chris Paul, since I don't believe the Lakers will be a destination, I'm going to give you one who I believe is a good destination for Chris Paul. Boston. 
That's the Boston Celtics. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because we both alluded to, you know, them needing a, a playmaker yeah, in absolutely. there. And we thought Malcolm Bryden would be that answer, and that has proved not to, not to be true. And I believe Boston would, would hugely benefit from having somebody like Chris Paul absolutely. because it would – it would make it. E- it would make life so much easier for Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. It would make it so much easier mm-hmm. for them, to, especially, especially Jalen Brown. Absolutely, because he, he God, we don't want maker. we don't want him handling the ball at all. Because Chris Paul would be able to get these guys in their spots, initiate the offense, set up, facilitate, do this, do that, and his and his IQ, what he's able to bring to that table, I think he'd be that guy. And, and watching a lot of Celtics basketball this year. And, and even in this playoff series, it was hard for them to get buckets a lot this year. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that – yeah, that's the main – that would be the perfect – and I don't know if Boston would be able to do that, but, you know, who knows. But, yeah, thinking about Chris Paul and what he would and what he would even mean to that team right now, because, you know, we, we said, you know, this team, it, it seems like, you know, late in games, their execution on the offensive end just wanes because they, you know – they don't have any – it seems like there's no flow. There's no, you know, there's no offensive rhythm. And, you know, there's no better player that you can bring in, I think, than Chris Paul that can help, you know, help with it. I mean, we, I mean, he's the most efficient point guard. I mean, his assist-to-turnover ratio is – I believe it's number one in the history of the game. So, yeah, that would be – but the only question would – I mean, no matter where Chris Paul goes, the question is going to be health. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if it's not Boston – I would love to see him run it back with, with Phoenix again, to be honest with you. I love the hiring of Frank Vogel. I, I don't know your opinion on it, but Frank Vogel is a defensive-minded head coach, which is something that this team obviously lacked. So basically the message they're sending, like, listen, we're going to build everything that we do on the offensive end around our two offensive, uh, offensive superstars and Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, and we're going to build an identity defensively. And I think Chris Paul would, would help nothing but make that with his leadership and his ability to, as a playmaker, would help nothing but you know boost that up. I mean, I don't, I don't see any reason. I think they're why. out on him though. You think they're out on? I mean, I, I think it's more so about money when it comes to that. Could be. Now, if, and now if they waive him, he can and he reworks his deal. I think they would love to have Chris Paul back because I mean, from what I mean, because I think that was one of the reasons why KD agreed to go there was to play with Chris Paul. So I, I don't know. I think, but. I don't. I don't love the Lakers. The Chris Paul to the, the idea of Chris Paul to the Lakers. I don't love it, but I wouldn't be complete. I would love it way more than you know Russ to the Lakers. I think the Lakers would be better suited with resigning D'Lo. Honestly, to me, over Chris Paul. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah, but I mean, D- D- D'Lo. I'm not gonna listen. I'm not gonna throw D'Lo away just because he had a bad playoff. But D'Lo playoff. has a history of being a poor playoff. performer. I understand that, but I mean, Chris were, Paul when he's on the floor has been one of the best postseason performers. So mm-hmm. you got to put that into 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 context. But yeah, I just want to get your thoughts on it. Okay, next. <laughs> this is uh this is another good one here. I like this one here. So it can It finally was announced today. There's been you know rumblings, uh, you know, over the past couple months, but uh, Michael Jordan officially, <laughs> uh, officially closed the sale on being uh, ending his tenure uh, as uh, Charlotte Hornets owner. Uh, it's been bad, man. Let's just say, least. Let's, let's just be honest. It's been. I bad. mean, that's you're being nice. It's been bad. So I want to. I want to ask you, shake it or take it. Michael Jordan is highly regarded by most as the greatest player to ever played the game. So take it or shake it. Is it without a doubt that he's the worst team builder this game's ever seen as well? Off the top of my head, I'm gonna take it. Okay. Because I mean I can't really think of 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 anybody else who, who's worse. Well, I mean, I this guy. Think, I, I this guy's think, had some 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 whips. I, I can I can think of I can think of some people that's worse, but I can't think of someone that's been in that role as long as he is. That's been that bad. Right. Usually, when you're this bad, you don't last this long. Right. And you know, when when I think about it, I mean, because we see it a lot of times in all sports. The greater player you are, the greater the the harder it is for you to identify and develop talent. We've seen Absolutely. that. I mean, it took John Elway after Peyton Manning retired. I mean, he just went. I mean, he he couldn't find a quarterback. I mean, and Jordan, and it's just when I look at Jordan and his time, you know, as owner of the, of, of the Hornets and, and, and running the franchise, it's just a, uh, just a sheer failure of being able to identify and develop talent. I mean, I'm looking at some of these names here. I mean, 
Adam Morrison, Brendan Wright, uh, Gerald Henderson, Michael K. Gilchrist, Michael K. Gil, Michael K. Krugers, Cody Zeller, Noah Vonley, uh, Frank Kaminsky, this uh, Malik Monk, who who you know is pretty, he's turned out to be pretty good now. But for the most part, in Charlotte, he was a bust. PJ PJ Washington, who's not bad. Cody Martin, Frank Jackson. Uh, this one right here was crazy. I didn't know this. Drafted Shea Gilgis Alexander, but traded him to the Clippers. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just whiff after whiff after whiff after whiff after whiff. So yeah, I, I don't see. I, I'm gonna yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna say it's the worst I've ever seen because I don't know anybody anybody that's been in that role as long as as, as he's been. I mean, you you look at. I got the numbers right here as well. I mean. During this time, only three postseason, never won a post uh, a playoff a playoff series, three 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 playoff wins, and only in that tenure of fourteen years, only three appearances in the playoffs. Yeah, this has That's been pretty that, awful. Yeah, this has been an absolute dumpster fire, and he probably was burnt out on it. And he's got so much other stuff going on. He he's gonna be fine financially, but yeah, it, it was god awful. It was god awful. Absolutely. Got nothing else. I mean, it was just. I mean, you're you're being nice. It was an atrocity. Yeah, I mean, it was absolute dumpster. Fire. And, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not one sitting up here asking the question how did this affect his legacy, anything like that. That's a privilege that we only reserve for LeBron James. So I'm not gonna get into that. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it's been bad. It's been bad. And he finally realized that you know, this, somebody else, the job will be better served with somebody else. So. uh well, g- kudos to him for w- realizing that, though. Yeah, because you got guys who are who are prideful who just don't who won't give it up. Yeah, and we all know there's a guy up in Dallas who uh, probably should take this yeah. same route, but there we're not going to get it. I'm gonna there move it on. is. There it is. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to move on. Um, the NBA draft is coming up. It is next week. Getting close. Obviously, Victor Wembanyama is the consensus number one overall. I mean, it's pretty much like he's going number one. So my question to you is, I, I, I don't I don't think we've we've talked about Wimby on her, but I don't really know where you are on him. But when the Spurs eventually draft Wimby, shake it or take it, the Spurs are contenders to make the playoffs next year. Shake on it. Uh make the playoffs. Uh I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it too. I think they can make the play in and maybe have a chance to make the playoffs. But here's the thing though. Let me let me give my quick opinion on, on Wimby real quick. I get it. I get the hype. The guy's what is he seven four, seven five, or some seven three, something like that, with the with the handle, with the ability to shoot, get to the rim. I get the hype around it, but I don't buy it. What don't you buy? Do, do you do you not buy him? Uh, you know, do you are you are you saying he's gonna bust out or? I don't know if he'll bust out, but I don't know if he'll be this transcendent transcendent basketball player. I don't know because a lot of people are saying that this is the best prospect since LeBron. Okay, well, see, okay, gonna, now we know that that's ridiculous. He's not going to have the career that LeBron James had. I'm not okay, saying we, the, the career that LeBron James had, but I don't even know if he. It, I don't. I don't know if this guy is going to. So when you say when you say you hard. don't buy it, so you you don't see you okay. You may not see you know one because of the, here's the thing. All I time, just, all time. You don't, so you you don't see all time, all time great. But here's the thing: I haven't seen enough of them though to know that. Okay. Here. But my thing, but just from on the outside looking in, I think he, he his frame is he's he's really skinny. Well, that that can be we, we've seen. I mean, look at Giannis pictures of Giannis his rookie season. Then I mean, that, that, stuff like that can be. But be it rectified. depends on your body type because I mean, KD pumps iron a lot. And, I didn't think KD, I don't think KD was ever passionate about putting on muscle. But I mean, you know, you know. I I don't think that's the make or break deal why he won't why he won't reach his potential. No, nah, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying. From playing in wherever league he plays in overseas to to trying to acclimate it to the NBA, that that's that's a tough ask. Now if now he now if he can answer the bell, then kudos to him. But like I said, I get the hype around him because I mean this guy's been pretty much in the light for the past two years. I mean they're they're you know they've been talking about this guy for basically the past two years. I mean he towers over Rudy Gobert for goodness sake. So I mean, like I said, I get the hype around him. But as of right now, so you want to take him number one? Oh, you, I think you have to. Yeah, I think you have to. I, I'm a believer in Wimby, and and this is the reason why. But School Henderson is not. I mean, is a great consolation prize for sure. Yeah, we can say that. But but here's where I am on it. I'm a believer in Wimby. 
Now, whether he'll be all-time, all-time great, I, I, I don't know that. Like, I, I don't even like throwing that out there. I think that's unfair to these kids. I really do. We've had this conversation before. But I do believe that he can be a very good player in this league for a number of years. And here's why. I look at the landscape of this league and the star power that it is now. We just seen Nikola Jokic win back-to-back MVPs and win, you know, finals MVP. We seen Giannis do the same thing a couple years ago. We just seen Joel Embiid win MVP. We see what Loke Luka is. These international, you know, groomed players. Taking about storm. The the adjust the adjustment that they can make to this league seems more seamless than some of these than, than these guys that have gone up through these AAU circles and have been, you know, pacified for the most part. The adjustment that they seem to make in the league is far more seamlessly than these other guys. So that's why I believe in Wimby. Now what now what now what's your expect I, I I guess the question is what are your expectations and what do you think he become? No, like I said, the comparisons to LeBron, he's not going to have the court that LeBron James had, not even close. How do we know that? How can we say that? Because you can't just say something like that, Corey. I mean, I'm just saying we don't know that. Is that your, is that, oh, so. so no, that's not you, my you, expectations, but I'm just saying you can't, we can't say that, that he's not going to have the career that LeBron had. We can't, okay, LeBron, we can't just sit over okay, and say LeBron that. LeBron James was the most, okay, put it like this. LeBron James was the most hype prospect coming out, coming into the NBA ever. Would you agree? Well, now they're saying that Wimby is. I'm not saying it, but uh, a lot of other up people and, are. Up until the point, right? Uh-huh. He, for, he surpassed the hype that he was even bestowed on him. Nobody's seen LeBron being as great as he was. So I can't I can't just sit up there and say that Wimby is going to be as great as LeBron James. You can't just you you just can't put that on someone. But I'm just I, I'm not putting it on, but I'm just saying we we can't say that he's he won't be. I mean, it remains to be seen. Okay, I can say a lot of things won't happen, but the likelihood of it happening is it, it, okay. I get it. Uh, kind of like okay. The I think Tom I think Brady ben, argument, but go ahead. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, that's that's ridiculous. Anyway, uh. <laughs> Le- Le- LeBron James, your logic. Wimby being 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 compared to LeBron James, that's not fair. I'm not going to do that. But do I do I see a guy that can be very good, be a perennial All Star for a number of years, be you know a, a key piece in rebuilding the the, uh, the San Antonio Spurs uh, franchise going forward and putting in position to compete for championships going for a number of years? I do because the guy. I mean, you can't argue with the. I mean, you can't argue with the with the with the talent. I mean, the potential is there for Wimby to be great. It is. It is. And as far as my question, my main question about the Spurs, I do, I do think they can, can compete for a, a playoff uh, spot next year because I like what they have. You know, you bring in Wimby. Um, Trey Jones is another is a really good player. I like a lot. I like Devin Vassell. Um, what's the other guy? I can't think of his name. The Kelton shooter, Johnson. Kelton Johnson is a really good player. So I, I like, I like, I like what they have. It's being reported that I don't want this to happen, but it's being reported that they will be fully in on uh, offering Austin Reeves a, a big time contract if they can find a way to acquire him. Hopefully they don't. But yeah, and we all know Pop is one of the best coaches of all time, if not the best coach. So yeah. maybe they could go after somebody like a Fred VanVleet or something yeah, like that. Absolutely. Or maybe out of his contract. You know, or maybe Bradley Beal is on the. I mean, because they got enough young pieces and got enough trade uh, assets that where they, where they could where they could pull a trade like that off. Right. Whether Beal would be you know inclined to go to San Antonio, I don't know. But yeah, I like I, I do I do think they have a great chance of of competing for a playoff spot. Nation sure will Wimby. Absolutely, I do too. I think they can they can they can tinker somewhere around that playing spot because, like you said, that that it, it, it's tough to ask them to come in here and and and. and you know, answer that call right away. So, but yeah, I, I do. I mean, like I said, I get the hype. As of right now, I'm just not buying it yet. As of yet, that's all I got. That's it. All right. Take it, take it. All right. Well, real quick, man, you got a big day tomorrow. I do. For all of you that don't know out there, yeah. I, I'm I'm gonna be a father. Mm-hmm. I'm expect I'm expecting a a child, man. So we'll have the gender reveal tomorrow. And uh, which way you leaning? Could be honest, man. Oh, I, I'm. It's a girl. I mean, I don't. I to me, I, it doesn't matter what it is. I'm gonna love it, no matter what it is. But I just believe it's a girl. Oh, it, it is a girl. You know, it's a girl. Or no, you, I don't know. Oh, it. I just, I just believe it's a girl. Oh, okay. I believe it's gonna be a girl. But that's just, that's just which way I'm leaning. Okay. But like I said, I'll, I'll whatever this baby is, man. I, I just pray it come out healthy. Absolutely, man. So, I'm happy for you and your lovely wife, Kari. I love you both, man. We're gonna have fun it. tomorrow and. Uh, yeah, we haven't talked about it on her yet, man, but yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah, I'm excited, man. So but uh thank you all for tuning in once Yeah, again. I don't know I don't know uh you know NBA season over, 
football season in the mid. We don't know when the next time we're going to see y'all. Yeah, we'll talk. We definitely to don't need to talk no baseball right now. Uh, the whole the whole St. Louis City just stink right now because the Cardinals are just stinking it up. You know, man, I can't. I can't even like get you know. I can't even like go on a rant right now. I can't even like get you know because the 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 main the 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 main thing is to be honest with you. I can't yell. I can't scream. I can't get over animated right now because I, I I'm generally hurt. I, I'm generally hurt yeah. by what I've been seeing, man. They're, they're just they're just a bad team. It, I, it's just that simple. They're just a bad baseball team. They don't do anything well. You know, I, I used to get told all the time. You know, when it comes to baseball, it comes down to three things in this game. You throw the ball, you catch the ball, you hit the ball. And they don't throw the ball well, they don't catch the <laughs> ball well, and they damn sure don't hit the ball well. They just don't do anything great. They're just not a good team. They're just not. I well, mean, we, I do think I am going to go to a game here pretty soon. Oh, I got tickets to the Yankees game coming up. And uh, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I, I was thinking I'm going to go see Aaron Judge here, here. But, all right, appreciate you guys. We'll talk to you when we talk to you, man. We'll be back. Trust me, we're not going anywhere. We're just no. taking, just taking a little break. You know, I'll take a little off season, just a little recovery, but we will be back. Thank you all for tuning in to the first season of Brother Level Sports. It's been a good one, man. Thank you, brother. Love you, man.